BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The bottom line? Use your brief interactions to generate interest, visibility, and branding. Small is tall. Why did I become an executive coach? I saw lots of great people fail to get ahead at work, while their much less talented peers blew right past them. That made me furious, but also curious. What were great people getting wrong? It came down to helping them re-examine what drove success and then helping them make critical shifts one hard truth at a time. Feel like you're doing everything you were told, but you're not moving ahead at work nor having the impact you seek? Then welcome to 97% Effective with Michael Winderoth, where we skip feel-good, happy talk and engage experts in pointed conversations about what it really takes to move the needle at work and your career. So if you feel stalled or frustrated, or seek that extra edge as you move to the next level, then look no further. This is the Hard Truths Playbook you never got. Hi, I'm Michael Wenderoth, and you're listening to 97% Effective. You bump into a leader at a coffee break, meet your boss for the first time, or will sit down with a potential sponsor. If you struggle with how to best start those conversations, this short episode is for you. Today, we will laser in on the science and art of small talk, providing three practical tips so you connect, leave a memorable first impression, and build powerful relationships that will endure and help advance you and your work. If you take away only one thing from today's episode, Remember, small is tall. Today, I'm sharing three practical tips to improving your small talk, something many executive clients dismiss. They view small talk as a waste of time or struggle with how to do it well. But small talk can be learned. And if you understand the underlying science and the art to powerful small talk, you'll have a strong competitive edge. In fact, many of my guests on 97% Effective, academics, past clients, top coaches, and executives, not only do small talk well, but have shared immensely practical strategies. So if you see small talk as inconsequential conversation that focuses on trivial topics, time to think again. The hard truth is that small talk is effective when done well. 
By the end of this episode, you'll see small talk in a new light and come away with three techniques that will propel you. The one data point that builds relationships, the one sentence that gets remembered, the one mindset that will help you engage others more deeply. Apply these and you will make the small tall. First, a short recap of why this is important. The social science that small talk taps into. Three short points. First, perception. You get promoted by other people. You don't promote yourself. You get promoted by those in power and with influence. And the research shows we get promoted based on how others perceive us, of which your actual work performance, sorry, is not the driving factor. Do others perceive you as competent, compatible, and committed? Second, similarity and credibility. People are irrational, but in very predictable ways. We like those similar to us, who we view as credible, who make us feel good about ourselves. Are you tapping into that? And third and last, the power of first impressions. First impressions matter. They are sticky and they carry on over time. So make your first, often small interactions, count. Think of small talk as the glue that cements these three areas. On to the three practical tips. Tip number one, one common data point. You are meeting for the first time your boss, a key colleague that you'll work with, or a senior executive who could become your sponsor. These people can provide resources, accelerate your work, or even decide or influence your bonus or promotions. So it's critical to get it started on a sound footing. Listen here to my past guest, Sasha Kellerman. She's head of women and family healthcare investment banking at Learing Partners in New York. She shares a critical insight, only one data point that accelerates careers. And so as I think about identifying those sponsors, I thought, okay, well, I have to get to know them, but what does that really mean? And what it boils down to is finding one common data point with somebody else. And that's it. And it doesn't need to be your gender or your race or where you went to school, but you do need to get to know them and find out what that is. And that's really why I advocate for not separating your personal and professional lives, because it could be really small things. And that is important to identify. It can also be really inspiring when you see someone that has that one data point in common with you, you start to believe that you can make it too. And so more often than not, once you, you do that, conversation will flow more easily. And so, for example... The head of my former group was a kind of more introverted person. I invited him for lunch and quickly learned that he had twins and he really liked pistachios. And you know what? I have a twin brother and I love pistachios. And so those small things are just at least initial conversation starters. It's one common data point. I love this interview with Sasha because she taps into that science. Research shows that we like and are predisposed to help people who are similar to us. Imagine if a senior executive sees themselves in you and wants to take you under their wing. But Sasha also reflects on the art of how to do it. Research the person's background. Have a casual conversation about the personal 
and professional. And note that you don't have to look the same as the other person. Like she said, pistachios and a twin. And as I say in my book, Get Promoted, I have seen clients get creative and tap into the less obvious when finding points in common. That they grew up in small towns, changed industries like the other person, or even root for the same sports team. It's true. Birds of a feather often flock together. The bottom line, find that one common data point. Make it your job to find out what that is early in your relationship. The small becomes tall. You've been listening to 97% Effective with your host, executive coach, Michael Winderoth. If this interview is making you think, make sure to share it with a friend. Now, back to our interview. Tip number two, only one sentence, the best interaction. You bump into a senior executive over coffee or in the hallway. They ask, what's up? When you say, oh, doing fine, and you? Which is probably your natural response. You are missing a huge, huge opportunity. What should you do instead? Listen to how to have the best interaction. In one sentence, from my past guest, Allison Temperley, author, executive coach, and managing partner at ATD Partners in the UK. You meet somebody at the coffee station and they're somebody that you know, so this isn't an introducing yourself to them, but the, the conversation goes, you know, hi, Michael, how are you? And and you would respond, I'm fine. How are you, Alison? And there's a there's two parts to that. There's the I'm fine or I'm busy or I'm good or I'm stressed, you know, whatever that might be. And then the other part, which is turning it back to me. Effectively, what you've done is you've given me a completely blank piece of paper. Yep. I, know, I know nothing other than you're fine. And if somebody later on in the day asked, you know, how's Michael? The answer would be, he's fine. And I can't pass anything on. But what I would want to do between those two elements that that are normally there in that coffee station conversation is to add a sentence in the middle. And it needs to be brief because... People are not, if you're asking me, hi, Alison, how are you by the coffee machine? You really don't want an elevator pitch. It needs to be just one sentence. It needs to be enthusiastic. Um, I'm a great fan of the of using the neuroscience that we have got gotten to know over the last 10 years or so. And I'm, I'm here, I'm picking up on what we call mirror neurons. So if I'm enthusiastic about something, I will enthuse the other person. The same part of their brain will kick off. So it needs to be something they're enthusiastic about. It needs to be something that's successful. So don't associate yourself with something that's, that's not going well. And it needs to give the other person a takeaway. And that's, I am incredibly proud to say, spells out best. Brief, enthusiastic, successful with the takeaway. And so if I give you an example, if you'd said, you know, hi, Alison, how are you? I'd say, I'm fine. I'm working on a really interesting deal with Google at the moment. How are you, Michael? And I've given you a hook there Mm -hmm. that you can then say, oh, what's the deal with Google? Or when the next person talks about the deal with Google, you can say, I think Alison's working on that. And I've just slotted it into conversation. And, And of course, it doesn't need to be 
a new one every day. I remember a partner I was working with saying that when she was washing her hair every Monday morning, she thought, okay, so what's the best sentence that I just want to throw in this week? And of course, you're starting to work with Google. You are working with Google. You've just finished working with Google. All of those are possible to talk about possibly not to the same person and certainly not in the same week, else they will think you're very odd. It's a, it's a simple but really effective way of getting people to know what it is that you're doing. Allison's tip is so useful. She taps into the neuroscience that emotions are contagious. And she taps into the research that strong brands get built when news travels to five or more people. Brief enthusiastic, successful, and takeaway does that in only one sentence. The bottom line, use your brief interactions to generate interest, visibility, and branding. Small is tall. And if you are worried about coming up with that on the fly, don't prepare in advance. Practice it. On to tip number three. One way to more deeply engage. Think back to a colleague where the conversation ended almost immediately versus another colleague where you learned or shared something deeper, more insightful. The difference is all in how you ask. Compare the following. How are you? Closes off the conversation pretty quickly. Versus... What did you find most important about that talk yesterday? That gets people thinking and talking. Think of a conversation starter as a game of friendly toss. You want the ball to go back and forth. So stop talking about the weather or getting a yes or no response. The best questions are ones that get people to pause, open up, and go deeper. The bottom line, be curious. Shift your mindset So you see small talk as an opportunity to meet people, to connect, find, and bridge common areas of interest. If you're having trouble, come up with a list of open, interesting questions and start practicing them. In summary, small is tall. Small talk can have a tall, outsized impact if you harness the science and art to having more powerful interactions. Sasha's one common data point, tap into similarities. Allison's only one sentence, the best approach. Tap into enthusiasm, brevity, and leaving a memorable, shareable impression. And my one way to engage more deeply, the mindset, be curious. Ask questions that dig deeper. Look ahead. What's one interaction this week where you could apply one of these tips? If you want to go deeper on the research, hear additional examples, listen to the podcast episodes with Sasha and Allison in the show notes. You can also read about these techniques and the science, pick up my award-winning book, Get Promoted, in print, ebook, and now on audiobook. To making your interactions, career, and the week ahead, 97% effective. See you next week. Thanks for listening to 97% Effective, where we skip happy talk and help you break through and ascend one hard truth at a time. Help others discover this show. 
leave a review and rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you like what you heard, you can get free resources, including the first chapters of Michael's book, Get Promoted, on his website, www.changwinderoth.com. That's www.changwinderoth.com. Dot com.